0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. It's Colwyn Salim Sound Hard. I'm Taslima Ali, and I'm with you until 4 p.m. today, masha'Allah. Well, we of course open up with Madrasah A. We have Moulana Muhammad Ismail tofi is with us once again, and he's spending the month with us, inshallah. inshallah. He's the assistant Imam of al Sabid. Assalamu alaikum, uh, Wa alaykumussalam wa rahmatullahi wa
1: barakatuh. Well, masha.
0: Are you enjoying this Mawlana? <laughs> yeah, Our third day. I think everybody else is really, really enjoying it. I've yes. been enjoying it. It's been um, quite an education. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like a presenter right now.
0: <laughs> alhamdulillah. Well, Mawlana, what are we doing today?
1: InshaAllah, we'll be looking at a revelation, inshallah Wahey. And uh, focus on matters pertaining to revelation, inshallah
0: When, when Mawlana says wahi, does it does it directly translate into?
1: Normally they translate it as a revelation Okay You know, it's a speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Given to the angel Jibril specifically And to uh, the prophet, whoever it might be at the time
0: Alhamdulillah So bismillah
1: Mawlana Alright <laughs> Taslimo um, Just a, 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 a quick question for yourself Um, when we look at the phone that we currently have today Mm -hmm. you know is it is pronounced the phone or you know that's the name of a phone cell phone specifically you know if the first person who made the phone Alexander Graham Bell I think his name is yes yeah if he should wake up and see the phone that we have today what do you think what would go through his mind why
0: didn't I think of that in the first place?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's 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 not only the uh, when he started it, hmm. you, know, it, was, it was, you know, it was a big Let's thing. Let's wind uh, it first, <laughs> You know, so there was a whole uh, process, like, uh, you know, you're starting the car, for, uh, engine of a car, you yeah. know, just to make a phone call. Yes. But now, alhamdulillah, the phones that we have today is, you know, it's brilliant. You have... I, I couldn't even if you if you go back to fifteen or twenty years ago, you would never have imagined that you could use the phone as a video recorder. But but yes, now you these
0: things. Solar chargers. Yes, well, wow. in in,
1: in, in <laughs> technology is just amazing. I mean we're sitting here in the studio with microphones and you know, people sending SMSs in and all of these things. This is all technology. Yes. Technology in you know, and we're still moving forward with technology. And <laughs> alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, the reason for this is because of the ability that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala gave the human mind. I think you would agree with it. Yes, the human mind. Yes. Yeah, we have to we have to thank Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for giving us this ability of the human mind. Um, just to side step or side track here, on a side note, um, my wife uh, unfortunately quite recently she she had a miscarriage. And uh, may Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala granted uh, the sabr, Amen. very, uh, very dear to me. Amen. Um, you know, it was a difficult ordeal for. Her. However, um, I have to say uh, I was I was quite worried, because she was laying on in hospital, and it, it for me it felt like, hey, I'm going to lose my wife. That's how serious it was. But alhamdulillah, through the technology of human beings, in you know the way the mind is developed, alhamdulillah, you know with the Qudrat of Allah, of course, they could say uh, they could save my wife, uh-huh. you know, do the things it was necessary. It was a real and urgent matter, and it was quite recently. Um, but this is all through the human brain that Allah subhanahu wa taala gave this insan, this intellect that Allah gave us. So this is something very great and unique. I think Taslima, you would agree that a tool in one area you know wouldn't be perfect or good in a different area, like I believe we have a cooking show on on weekends, but unfortunately it, it, it no am I wrong
0: okay, we do some cuisine on it yes but, oh, but okay, okay, on, okay
1: so obviously um Taslima, you know how to make some eggs at least. Hopefully. My biggest challenge. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but okay. Continue, yes. my
1: um, So, a hammer would be good for eating nails. Mm-hmm. But if I give you a hammer and I tell you, Taslimah, me. yes.
0: Okay, it so wouldn't be the ideal
1: but we would be able to do something Yes <laughs> <laughs> you know, It would be a totally different you yes. know, I, I think your husband would have a different conversation with you <laughs> concerning your mental status <laughs> However um, the tool that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us human reasoning is good in one field but not good in a different field and what field am I referring to? Is it possible, like they would ask, you know, Nuham Minkala, he wrote a book, Reliance of a Traveler, or rather, they translated under uh, salik Reliance of a Traveler, and he has a lot of wide benefits in the book also. One of the things that he mentions in the beginning of the book, he asked the question, you know, is it possible for the human mind, unaided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning via Wahi, is it are they capable of um, reaching the conclusions of what is good and what is bad or what do Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala desire from human beings? You know, and I think if if we truly look at this, anyone who has a sense of intellect will say, i aided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I think not. You know, and this is the position of the Ashari school of thought when it comes to aqeedah belief. You know, they say that for the human mind, it won't be possible to know, you know, what is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's commandments without wahi. For the human mind, we won't be able to discern events between good and bad. Because, I think you would agree, Taslimah, when it comes to cultures, good and bad is different. You agree with me? Good and bad would be different, you know, for Capetonians, for Indians, for, you know, you go overseas, the Aborigines. And I just, before I came here, I just Googled, um, just took a chance on Googling weird cultures in the world. And one of the things that I discovered of weird cultures in the world is that there's a tribe in the world where if someone passes away, what they do is each and every time a person passes away, they cut their finger off from you know uh, one of their fingers they would cut it off, and then afterwards they would amputate that finger you know, and each and every time they would lose someone, this is how they would grieve by cutting off a finger. you know you can google this, and this is how the human cultures or the human mind works, that something that is good in a society, we decide ourselves that this is good for me and we, you know, I will go with this. In a different culture in, in the Amazon, when someone passes away of their own clan, they start eating this person.
0: No, man.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm I'm mentioning this hmm. because I want to show that the human brain is not possible of of discerning between what is right and wrong. We need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the wahy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm, I'm, I apologize for you know making a vivid picture there in your mind. <laughs> um, that was not the intention, but I'm just merely mentioning of what type of cultures we would come up with yes, if the indeed. human mind was left alone. Yes. And this is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send this revelation. Because I'm, I'm, I'm working in prison, and in my uh, prison, uh, ministries as they would call it, you would find at times that um, People have confession moments, where they, you know, I mean, we've we've heard. I don't know what they call this type of people, um, where a person is not stealing for any reason. It's just that you know he's compelled by his nature to steal. I think there's a specific name for that that kind of people, but it's like a psychology in in psychology have a particular. Name. Oh, there we go. Shukran. That's Kleptoman. why you. <laughs> um, you know, so. What do we do with a person whose desires is telling him, you know, we we make the argument, listen, here, I think I can decide on my own what is wrong and what is right. I don't need wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I will decide on my own what is wrong and what is right. And I think this is not possible.
0: Well, Malanad, you were talking to us about eating people.
1: That was a bad example. (laughs) I, I should have made the other one. Yeah. <laughs> we we they dress up the dead people. Oh my word. Okay, so okay. let's leave that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um that's lima. So when it comes to, to you know, trying the human mind trying to, to find out what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, so even when it comes to good and bad, people wouldn't be able to um they would be to a certain degree they would be able to find out what is good. But it's all based on a culture. I had a person once in, 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 you know, in, in prison who, who told me, uh, a guy that was in prison, he told me, um, Molina, and this is after he repented and changed his life, he told me, Molena, he would think nothing of taking the life of a person, and he wouldn't even do it for money. You know, so and this is how the human brain works. The desires of each human being works differently, and each and every person will decide what is good for him and what is bad for him. And this is why there is differences in cultures. But Allah subhanahu wa taala, and you know, when it comes to just to uh, mention something else also, Allah subhanahu wa taala um, makes it also clear. And this is also the position of the Ashari school of thought that where Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says in the Quran ma kunna hatta rasula." Very interesting ayat. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, We do not punish until we send a messenger. So wherever there is a culture, you know, this is our school of thought, where we say, wherever there is a people that never received any messenger, not even Nabi Muhammad so That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Won't punish that people Until a message clearly came to them Stating that you have to follow Nabi Muhammad so If they didn't know this Then look at the justice system Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah won't punish them Because no messenger was sent to them and this is how wahi works Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends wahi as a form of guidance to this insan to guide them to the straight path for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so over the, the years that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know created insan where prophets after prophet after prophet was sent all of them had wahi and the person or the being that was in charge of this wahi was Jibril. Hmm. And um, you know just to uh, quite recently I spoke about Jibril in our masjid You know the um, the greatness of Jibareel And he's truly one of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's greatest angels And there's various ways of saying his name They say it can be Jibareel, Jibra'il, Jibra'il. And it can also be jibrin, depending on the type of Qirat, you know, that you find in the Qur'an, because there's different modes, and we'll speak a little on that as well, the different types of Qirat that Qur'an is recited in. So depending on the type of Qirat, you will find Jibareel, jibra'il, jibra'il, and jibrin as well in the Qur'an. So the learned people, they say, if you break up this word, jibril, jibr means Abd, and Il means Allah. So together it means slave of Allah. That's the meaning of Jibareel. And you will find also that he has various titles in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that he is Ruhul Qudus, the Holy Spirit. And it's an amazing thing that for most of the times when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses this title Ruhul Qudus, it is mostly used... When 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 Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala speaks about Nabi Isa, Ruhul Qudus, Holy Spirit, you know. So we we, we tend to um, the with within Islam. Um, Islam is also, you know, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala also sent the Dean of Islam to clarify different religions as well, you know. So one of the misunderstandings that Islam believe we you know the Nasara went wrong is giving the title of holy spirit to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or part of allah you know and we say now in islam the holy spirit is jibarail because that is how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala identifies Jibrail in the quran it also is very he has various titles in the quran and one of his major things that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jobs that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him was the job to reveal the Quran or the Torah or whatever type of a revelation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala previously revealed to the messengers. And there's a hadith, interesting hadith subhanAllah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions or rather Nabi Sallallahu alayhi wa describes what happens to, to 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 the angels when a revelation is being revealed. And whenever revelation is revealed, Whenever revelation is revealed to Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, revelation would come down, the very first person that would receive the revelation would be Jibril, Very first person. He would be the very first person receiving this revelation, Wahi. And they say when Allah subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, in the hadith it comes, when Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala speaks to Jibril, then all the heaven starts shaking. You know, so it's an army of them them <laughs> you know so um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts shaking the, the, with the speech of Allah, the heaven starts shaking, and when this takes place then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that moment, all of the angels faint unconscious except for one, and when they come by, they come to, they wake up and they see that is Jibril sitting in sujood, and he received the wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the only one it was conscious at the time, you know, of this revelation. And then when Jibril comes through and passes through the angels, and they ask, what did our Lord say? What did our Lord say? Then Jibril says, that our Lord said the truth. Our Lord said the truth. And, and all the angels, they would say, yes, our Lord said the truth. Our Lord said the truth. And then the revelation would come down. So when it comes to revelation, there's various ways that nabi muhammad sallallahu in the past was approached um, with a revelation mm-hmm. right? so in the time of nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi prior to muhammad him becoming a prophet allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would reveal um, certain dreams to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu This is actually the reason why Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam started secluding himself in the cave of Hira where he just wanted to be alone in all of these things. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to him certain dreams and whatever he saw in the dream would come true. He would get the dream from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then the next day, this is prior to him being a Nabi. This is just Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preparing Nabi Muhammad sallallahu oh, for the revelation okay. to come. Because imagine when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's kalam is being revealed upon Jibaril, the heavens start shivering. Alright? angel starts fainting. So can you imagine how great this kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is? So much so that Allah himself says that if this Quran was revealed on the mountains, it would burst into pieces. So basically what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is preparing Nabi Muhammad for the revelation to come. But what does what, what do Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do? Allah don't just send the burial Burial, right has yes, the revelation. No. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first prepares Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa for this revelation. So he would get dreams. And whatever he dreamed would come true and would happen exactly the way he dreamed. Mm-hmm. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would reveal and when he started noticing this, This is the time when he started telling his wife, I need to, you know what, I don't know what's happening to me. I need to be, you know, secluded alone. And this is when he went to the cave of Hira. And we know that dreams is a form of wahi for the Anbiya. How do we know this? We go to the Qur'an and we see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an. It comes in the story of Nabi Ibrahim salam. Nabi Ibrahim, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to Nabi Ibrahim They he must slaughter his son Ismail. How did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do it? The way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did it was to reveal to Ibrahim Badao in a dream. Because he says himself, He informs his son, Ya Bunayya, Inni arafil manami anni adhbahu kafandur maada tarah. Oh my son, I've seen in my dream that I have to slaughter you. Tell me, what is your opinion concerning this? So here we can see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He used a dream to inform Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam, that he has to slaughter his son. Not via Jibaril, but via a dream. So the dream is an indication that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, is speaking to you. Allah subhanahu is a Nabi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking to you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is revealing to you something Another uh, Proof of, of uh, Dreams being A revelation also um, Was when Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa He says that When it came to Marrying Aisha al-Ana You know he says that Aisha al-Ana was Presented to him in his dream A few times mm. you know getting married to her and this was also some form of wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, informing Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa that this would happen. And also there was on one occasion when Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had a dream also, and he was taken to, with two angels to a certain part of Jannah and Jahannam, and you know they showed him few things, and this was also in a dream, also form of wahi. Nabi sallallahu alayhi Wasallam also at one point, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, um because of the, f- the 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 problems that existed between the Quraysh and Nabi Muhammad sallallahu with the people of Medina um they couldn't go for Hajj or Umrah even though that was there. the Arabs they normally they never refused anyone to come for Hajj or come for Umrah, Umrah. but Nabi Muhammad sallallahu wasallam he had a dream and then when he woke up, he told the Sahaba, Pack your things for those who are ready. Inshallah, we're going for Umrah. I had a dream that we're going. And this was an indication for Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi that this is a form of wahi. So that is one form of wahi. Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was also asked, on Nabi of Allah, when it comes to wahi, or, I'm, I'm under correction. Either he was asked or he explained himself that what the most difficult kind of wahy that he received.
0: So will I continue with what you were, were telling us?
1: Yes, yes, inshallah. So when it comes to revelation, there was various ways where Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa received the revelation. So we've covered the ones where Nabi sallallahu alayhi would receive it through dreams. That was from amongst the easiest way that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa would receive a revelation. Um, another way would be when Nabi Muhammad he says that you would receive revelations at times like the ringing of bells. So just as the bells is ringing hard and loud, he says that this is how he would receive a times revelation. And he says that this revelation was the most difficult form that he would receive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But was, what was amazing for Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would say, Allah is wa- that wa- whatever was revealed to him at that particular moment, at that time, whatever was revealed to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, would be committed to memory immediately. You know, so this was the most difficult thing for him. This type of wahi was the most difficult for him. But it was also um, wahi where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after this ringing of these bells, it was like a ringing of bells. He says that after this ringing of bells, whatever was revealed he would find was committed to memory. <laughs> and then there was occasions when... Um, Jibaril. Jibaril alayhi salam, he would come in the form of human being. And this is the ability that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave angels. Where angels, they can come in the form of human beings as well. And we know the stories i'm I'm sure we've heard it many times before um the bold man in the leper in the blind man where um it, it comes in a hadith a very famous hadith uh, yeah. when angel came to them, testing them in the form mm. of a human being. Um, this, however, is not only the ability of the angel, but Iblis, Shaitan also has this ability to come in the form of a human being, you know, because he was present also on the day of Badr, etc. All right. However, angels do, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gave them this ability that they can, you know, shapeshift and go into the form of a human being as mm. well. When they do take the form of a human being, they come as a very very handsome young men we go to the Qur'an and we look into the Qur'an where Allah subhanahu wa Taala speaks about Nabi Lut and his people and we know what was the the, the problem of the Qawmi Lut, the people of Lut the people of Lut had the problem of homosexuality so when the angels came you know as handsome men Nabi Lut was naturally worried and Subhanallah, he went out, he didn't want the people to enter his village. He went out to them and said, what are you doing here, you know, panicking and all of this. Come, come. And he, you know, kind of smuggled him into the house. And unfortunately his wife, you know, she went around and telling, to, telling the people, listen here, there's handsome, handsome men there at my house. And then the people came, you know, the homosexuals, and they came to, to Nabi Lut's house. And that's how they discovered the angels. Amongst them were Jibaril, was Jibril? So when angels come in the form of a human being, they come as a handsome young man. Um, also in the time of Nabi Yusuf, Nabi Yusuf also, this was also the case, or rather, if, if just to illustrate my point, where they looked at Yusuf and they say to, to Yusuf, when they saw the beauty of Yusuf, they said, Mahada Bashara. You know, this can't be a human being. Yeah, this they must cannot. be a noble angel. You know, so angels, when they do take the form of a human being, they come in handsome, uh, the form of a handsome young man. And in time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, most of the time when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was approached by Jibareel, or as a human being, he would come in the form of a Sahabi, Tihya al Tihya. He would come in the form of the Sahabi. And then, then Nabi Muhammad would approach, uh, Jibril, would approach Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the form of Tihya Al-Kalbi. A very handsome young Sahabi. And this was also one of the ways that uh, Jibril would come to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And some learned people like Mufti uh, Shafi'i who wrote al Quran, he says that this was the easiest form of a revelation to Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu a revelation was something that was very difficult at times upon Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Aisha says that Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa would receive a revelation at times and then what would happen is that it would be for example warm outside but Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would shiver like someone was getting cold or it would be cold but Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa would receive a revelation in his, in his sweating. Mm-hmm. Mouth. At one point, um, Aisha al-Anna, she says that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa received a revelation that while he was sitting upon the camel, while he was on this camel, the weight of the revelation was so heavy that the camel went down to the ground because it couldn't bear the, 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 the revelation that Nabi sallallahu alayhi was receiving. You know, so this is our revelation at times was difficult for Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi
0: wa sallam. if we could just give him a quick recap before we conclude on that.
1: Yes, inshallah. So we spoke about uh, we spoke about the the way revelation was revealed to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa oh, So right, we spoke so. about the revelation that it was given in dreams. Um, how Nabi the most difficult revelation was through the ringing of bells and Nabi Muhammad would receive a revelation at times when um, uh, Jibareel was in the form of a human being and some ulama would consider this the most easiest and um, we were speaking also about um, revelation, how difficult it was for Nabi Muhammad when he received wahi from Jibreel. So the camel. Right? We we spoke about how Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi received revelation while he was on the camel. And on one occasion, one Sahabi says that he was with Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi while receiving a revelation. While he was Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi at the time was sitting in Nabi Sallallahu wa leg was over his leg. And when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi started receiving a revelation. He said that Nabi Muhammad became so heavy at that time that he thought that his his leg will break under the, the weight of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi while Nabee was receiving revelation. And this <laughs> is what Nabi Muhammad at times would go through for revelation.
0: <laughs>
1: then there was occasions when um, they say that Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi would receive a revelation while Jibril was in his true form. Now when Jibril is in his true form, then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sees nothing in this world except Jibreel. From east to west, wherever it looks, he just sees Jibril. So they say there was two occasions when Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he actually saw Jibril in, in his in his in his true form. Um, so just after Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Received the revelation in the cave mm. iqra iqra nabi sallallahu Alaihi wasalam you know he became a prophet he was you know was told by jibaril that you are now now a prophet went to his wife etc etc told his wife this happened and then they went to naufal warqabi naufal and then there came a period where nabi muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasalam he, he says that there came a period where there was no revelation Jibareel didn't come to him, nothing. You know, it was difficult upon Nabi Sallallahu wa sallam, thinking that, no, maybe I'm going crazy, maybe I didn't see Jibareel mm-hmm. in actual fact. So it came to, then Jibareel, he would hear a voice, you know, Muhammad, you are Prophet, Muhammad, you are Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then, at one point, Nabi wa was walking. And some say it was adjad or different places, but Nabi Sallallahu wa was walking in Mecca. And out of nowhere, he just saw this being sitting on a chair in the middle of the air. You know, in mid-air. And it was Jibril sitting. And then Jibril again showed Nabi Muhammad wasallam his true form. And at that moment, this is now the first time that Nabi wasallam is looking at Jibril and seeing the true form of Jibril. And they say that Jibril. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives angels two wings, four, six, etc. But Jibareel had 600 wings. That's how many wings he had. And it comes in, in, in the description of his wings that it was green in color and that also the jewels, you know, as he's flapping his wings, jewels falls under the wings. So Jibril. Covered the whole east and the west, wherever Nabi Sallallahu looked, he just saw Jibril. So, huh. so that was also one of the ways how Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam received Wahim. And then obviously, as we know, that the very famous incident where Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam received Wahim directly hmm. from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And this only happened once, according to the ulama, and it was on the night of Mi'raj, where Jibariel couldn't go even further. He went through the seven heavens with Nabi Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, oh, up until they reached. Sidratul Muntaha. And then Jibreel told Nabi Muhammad, O oh, Nabi of Allah, I can't go further than this. You will have to proceed further. So, where the spirituality of Jibril, the spiritual body of Jibril, stopped, mm-hmm. the physical body of Nabi Muhammad transcended. You know, so these are the different types of wahi that was revealed to Nabi Muhammad <laughs> quickly, a ringing of bells in the form of a human being. Oh, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi would receive it in dreams. Um, Jibril came to him twice in true form, and then also on the night of Mi'raj. And these were the ways that revelation was revealed to Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam.
0: Sallallahu so, alayhi wa sallam Well, mashallah um, now, of course, that concludes our session for today Inshallah, will we be doing the same tomorrow?
1: Um, tomorrow, inshallah, we will be looking at the differences between the Makki and Madani verses Also, some of the very first verses it was revealed And perhaps some of the last also And what's the difference, more importantly, between Makkah The verses that was revealed in Makkah and the verses that was revealed in Medina.
0: So inshallah, I'm sure everybody is gripped to their radios to tune in tomorrow once again for Molina Telfi as we continue the Madrasa Ani. Shukran Molina for today's lesson. I think the one thing that really stands out is that there's such a depth of knowledge and you're only getting to graze across the surface but inshallah we look forward to being in your company tomorrow inshallah. assalamu alaikum ana
1: wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh
0: qalb salim sound